Good morning. So glad to have you with me today on this Thursday morning, September 30th. My name is Tom Short. Welcome to our daily word and prayer. I'm coming with to you today from Indianapolis at Eagle Creek Church, and I'll be speaking on the campus at IUPUI this afternoon. And we had a nice day out there yesterday. We've been talking about a series here that's really exciting to me. I hope it has been to you as well, based on Psalm 37, verse 4. Where, where the psalmist says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. How exciting is that? That if we align our heart with God, align ourselves, that we obey this imperative, this command to delight ourselves, to take delight, to choose to delight in God, he will both transform our heart, give us good, pure desires, and then he will fulfill them and satisfy them with goodness and, and give us a, a wonderful life, right? Amen? How about this verse in 2 Thessalonians that we've also been looking at? This is Paul's prayer for the Thessalonians, and it's a similar concept, similar idea. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. To this end we pray for you always, that our God will count you worthy of your calling, and fulfill every desire for goodness and the work of faith with power so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, how exciting is that? That Paul's prayer is that God would count you worthy of your calling, that you would, you would live worthy as a Christian. God would bless you and God's grace would be upon you and that in the process he would fulfill every desire for goodness. I think one thing I'm trying to bring out here is that God that you know as human beings we have desires. As we saw in Jeremiah 17:9 the unregenerate heart has a lot of impure and wrong selfish uh, desires. And it's desperately sick, and who can understand it? But the regenerate heart, the heart that's dedicated to the Lord, that's devoted to him, that has been made whole and new and alive through Jesus Christ and being born again, that now God sanctifies those desires. And as we get our heart in alignment with him and, get our, and we love God and we delight in the Lord, that God puts desires in our heart that will bring him glory, that will bring him glory. And he wants us to pursue those. Now, of course, we have an enemy and he doesn't want you to. He, he, the, the, the devil will try and give you excuses. The devil will try and suppress those desires. The devil will, will try and, and tell you no, you can't do it, give you a thousand one excuses, why not? But God puts desires in your heart. And the flesh will be against it too. I'll share an experience with myself. I wrote about this last night, but when I was about 19 years old, I remember very distinctly my good friend and mentor, Terry, he asked me, he said, Tom, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you want to do? And this was, you know, I'm 19 years old. This is kind of a life message. I mean, this is a life question. What do I want to do with my life? And I remember specifically telling him, you know, if I could do anything, 
If I could do anything, I'd just like to travel from campus to campus throughout America, preach the gospel, stir things up. People would be entered, the, Jesus would become the talk of the campus. I'd light a fire, be there a few days, then I'd move on to the next campus. That's what I'd like to do. Now, here's the interesting thing. I grew up in a spiritual heritage where we weren't for that. At my spiritual heritage, all that matters is one-on-one evangelism, discipling, multiplying. We even shared, a, you know, it was kind of drummed into me that, that uh, someone who just wins one person to Christ a year and disciples them, and then the, you go from one to two, two to four, four to eight, eight, 16, 32, 64, 128, and you grow up, and by, by 32 years, you've reached the entire world, all six billion people at the time. And we compared that to Billy Graham. If he won 10, 50,000 people to Christ every day, he wouldn't reach the world like we would by multiplying. So this idea that I wanted to, in a time when what Billy Graham did was not considered the best, and I wanted to go from campus to campus and preach and not stick around and multiply, pour my life into one person, this, was, this didn't fit the mold. This didn't fit the mold. This didn't fit the plan. This was kind of out-of-the-box thinking for what had been kind of drilled into me. And so when he asked me that question, it was a, for me to answer the way I did, that was scary. I wouldn't have said that in front of most people. I was scared to say that. I, all kinds of thoughts. Am I, are you being proud to think you can do that? Are you following the strategy of multiplication? Are you seeking the best or are you settling for something second best? All these thoughts would have come into my mind, but I confided in him. And I thank God that my friend drew out of me thoughts that were deep in my heart. His question, this question, if you knew you could not fail, what would, or you knew you would not fail, what would you do? This drew out some deep desires within me. And as you know, that's what my life has been. I ended up becoming a pastor, ended up preaching on campus, and I pastored various churches, but the majority of my adult life has been traveling to campuses, stirring things up, preaching the gospel, helping Jesus be the talk of the campus, lighting some fires, and then moving on. And, um, and that's been a fulfilling life. You know, I wonder, and there's different stages in life. I might add, I'm at a different stage now. That was 19, now I'm 64. And life, you know, life, different stages of life, you answer that question differently. You think about different things. At that time, I was thinking about just building, building for the future. Now, of course, you start getting my age, you, you start thinking, what's going to happen when you're gone? What are you going to leave behind with your, with your children, your grandchildren? What legacy? What, what vision? What goals? What values? What memories? And so you start to think about different things. I'm thinking in my life, just for your prayers, I'm thinking much more about what am I going to pass on to family, to believers, whereas then it was all about reach out the lost. I still want to reach the lost, obviously, but there's a lot more that's been going on in my heart about in this stage of life, those who really um, will remember me, what will I leave them for those memories? And what will I leave them as those values? What do I want to give there? You may, wherever you are in life, whatever stage in life you are, I encourage you, this is a great question. If you knew you would not fail, what would you do? Because our God is with us, friends. Our God is with you. Trust that God puts a seed in your heart, that if you delight in the Lord, 
that God puts in desires, ambitions, sometimes they're out of the box. Sometimes they're scary to say, I titled this a dangerous yet exciting um, uh, question to ask. Because sometimes these questions, sometimes the answer to that question, it will mean stepping out of your comfort zone, maybe trying something new, maybe taking a risk. No matter what stage of life you are, God might still have something that he really wants you to do that's left unfinished. And that to me is exciting. It's not just dangerous, it is exciting to think what God can and will do. And it doesn't mean you just drop everything and go do it. I didn't just drop everything when I was asked that question at age 19 and just go do it. But I began to move towards that as my friend drew that out of my heart. And I just would like to ask you today, if, you, if your heart is in alignment with God, has he planted seeds in your heart? Has he planted desires? Have you cultivated them? Have you pursued them? Have you stepped out of your comfort zone or have you allowed excuses or fear, insecurities, or maybe just been too busy and distracted to, to give them time? And I wanna encourage you, God is glory. When God gives you those desires and you fulfill them, 2 Thessalonians 1, might he fulfill every desire for goodness so that our Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified. And, and not only, he, and he will be glorified and your life will be satisfied, meaningful. You'll have a, a, a deeper sense that your life is really, really counting. You're making a difference. We all wanna make a difference. When we make a difference, when we make a difference in the things God has planted in our soul and we act on them and we, we, we become world changers in, in whatever world we're in, it might not be the whole world, but the world, the sphere of influence you're in, that God raises you up and uses you to, to, to be excellent in something. He's glorified by that and you're satisfied by that. And the two, they're not opposed. They work hand in hand. This year we've been talking about the need as believers that we rise above, we be better. We, we overcome evil with good. We, we break out of limitations. We, we put no limits on our God. We don't put a lid on our God. We let God, we, we, we trust God to, to take us to new places. This is really important as we're more and more of a post-Christian culture and we're more and more of a culture with, that has animosity towards us as believers. We've got to stand out. We've got to shine brightly. We've got to every desire for goodness be fulfilled. And we've got to make a difference. I know you will. I trust I'm going to. Our God is going to, our God has, this is what our God does. Amen? So, a dangerous and exciting question. Brother and sister, if you knew you would not fail, what would you like to do? What's in your heart that you know would, it, it's, it's, it's there. You can't deny it. It springs back up and it keeps coming back up. Maybe not every day, but it keeps coming back up. And when you ask, get asked a question like this, is there something that comes to your mind and you know the answer and it's been there before? How does God want you to pursue that? Maybe, there may be a lot of obstacles. There may be a lot of excuses. There may be a lot of reasons that it will be difficult but it will be worth it. And let me encourage you to do so. Father in heaven, we thank you for our relationship with you. We thank you that you have given us a new heart. You took out that heart of stone and you gave us a heart of flesh. We thank you, you've given us a heart of love for you. I know, Lord, I know the people who come here day by day. I know, Lord, they wanna please you. 
I know they're good soil. The seed of God, of your word, it's falling on good soil. I know, Lord, the people that, that come here, they want to do well. They want to do right. They want to grow. They want to bring you glory. And I thank you, Lord, for every person here. I do, Lord. You, I bless you. Thank you for the work you've done in the life of each person who comes here day by day. I know that. And Father, I pray that the desires that you have planted in our heart as we seek you, the desires for that if we knew we couldn't fail, what would we do? Because Father, with you, we'll, we will have victory. Lord, we will have victory. And I pray, Father, uncover those seeds that maybe we've suppressed. Maybe we didn't water in time. And I know that it's not too late. And I pray, uncover those seeds. Give us new, fresh desire and vision. And cause us, Father, in whatever way would glorify you, whatever way you'd want, and whatever way we know would bring, it would bring joy and satisfaction and happiness to your children, us, because we're bringing glory to you and we're pursuing those God-given desires. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, reignite the fires. Re, uh, might these dreams or visions or desires be reborn within us. Might you give us the courage necessary, the faith necessary, the wisdom necessary, the love necessary to pursue the things that you have truly put in our heart. We believe that if we delight in the Lord, you will give us the desires of our heart. We've taken a lot on that, Father. We believe that you'll answer this prayer, that you would count us worthy of our calling and fulfill every desire for goodness so that our Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray these things. We bless you today with all of our heart. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me today. I hope this encourages you. It's a dangerous question. Might, it might move you to need to, you're not dead yet. God's doing new things. Don't just coast. God might be challenging you to something new that you didn't think of. Might be challenging you to some priorities that maybe you haven't been living, but it's not over. Let's do it. Let's let God, that's the exciting part. Our God is alive and he's working in us and he's, and he's working great ways. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for being with me today. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as well. If you're new, of course, you know, please hit the subscribe button. All of you hit that like button, this is more likely to show up on people's uh, YouTube page. And so leave a comment, engage with this page if you could. I always appreciate it. And even if you're just saying amen and amen, I enjoy seeing that. And you know who says that. I enjoy seeing that day by day. And so like, like, share with your friends. I got an uh, email yesterday from a friend who just says he's been loving this. And he's been sharing with a, a bunch of his friends at a, at a golf outing. And, uh, and I heard from someone else to just yesterday who says that uh, they've watched some of these in their small group Bible study. And then talk about and pray about it. Let's, let's utilize these, Okay. Uh, we put some time, I put some time into them and I know you guys like to be here. Share the blessing, pass it on. God bless you. Love you guys. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. All right. Bye-bye.